Chapter Fifteen of the Indian Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ruhi Huck. The Indian Fairy Book by H. R. Schoolcraft. Chapter Fifteen: The Man with His Leg Tied Up as a punishment for having once upon a time used that foot against a venerable medicine man agio dagauda had one leg looped up to his thigh so that he was obliged to get along by hopping by dint of practice he had become very skilful in this exercise and he could make leaps which seemed almost incredible agio had a beautiful daughter and his chief care was to secure her from being carried off by the king of the buffaloes who was the ruler of all the herds of that kind and had them entirely at his command to make them do as he willed dagauda too was quite an important person in his own way for he lived in great state having a log house of his own and a courtyard which extended from the sill of his front door as many hundred miles westward as he chose to measure it although he might claim this extensive privilege of ground he advised his daughter to keep within doors and by no means to go far in the neighbourhood otherwise she would be sure to be stolen away as he was satisfied that the buffalo king spent night and day lurking about lying in wait to seize her one sunshiny morning when there were just two or three promising clouds rolling moistly about the sky ago prepared to go out a-fishing but before he left the lodge he reminded her of her strange and industrial lover whom she had never seen my daughter said he i am going out to fish and as the day will be a pleasant one you must recollect that we have an enemy near who is constantly going about with two eyes that never close do not expose yourself out of the lodge with this excellent advice ago hopped off in high spirits but he had scarcely reached the fishing ground when he heard a voice singing at a distance man with the leg tied up man with the leg tied up broken hip hip hipped man with the leg tied up man with the leg tied up broken leg leg legged there was no one in sight but ago heard the words quite plainly and as he suspected the ditty to be the work of his enemies the buffaloes he hopped home as fast as his one leg could carry him meantime the daughter had no sooner been left alone in the lodge than she thought to herself it is hard to be thus forever kept indoors but my father says it would be dangerous to venture abroad i know what i will do i will get on the top of the house and there i can comb and dress my hair and no one can harm me she accordingly ascended the roof and busied herself in untying and combing her beautiful hair for it was truly beautiful not only of a fine glossy quality but so very long that it hung over the eaves of the house and reached down to the ground as she sat dressing it she was wholly occupied in this employment without a thought of danger when all of a sudden the king of the buffaloes came dashing up with his herd of followers making sure of her by means of her drooping tresses he placed her upon the back of one of his favorite buffaloes and away he cantered over the plains plunging into a river that bounded his land and bore her safely to his lodge on the other side 
and now the buffalo king having secured the beautiful person of agoda gauda's daughter set to work to make her heart his own a little ceremony which it would have been perhaps wiser for his majesty the king of the buffaloes to have attended to before he carried her off for he now worked to little purpose although he laboured with great zeal to gain her affections she sat pensive and disconsolate in the lodge among the other women she scarcely ever spoke nor did she take the least interest in the affairs of the king's household to the king himself she paid no heed and although he breathed forth to her every soft and gentle word he could think of she sat still and motionless for all the world like one of the lowly bushes by the door of her father's lodge when the summer wind had died away the king enjoined it upon the others in the lodge as a special edict on pain of instant death to give to ago's daughter everything that she wanted and to be careful not to displease her they set before her the choicest food they gave her the seat of honour in the lodge the king himself went out hunting to obtain the most dainty meats both of animals and wild fowl to pleasure her palate and he treated her every morning to a ride upon one of the royal buffaloes who was so gentle in his motions as not even to disturb a single one of the tresses of the beautiful hair of ago's daughter as she paced along and not content with these proofs of his attachment the king would sometimes fast from all food and having thus purified his spirit and cleared his voice he would take his indian flute sit before the lodge and give vent to his feelings in pensive echoes something after this fashion my sweetheart my sweetheart ah me when i think of you when i think of you ah me what can i do 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 how i love you how i love you ah me do not hate me do not hate me ah me speak embrace me when i think of you ah me what can i do 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 in the meantime ago dali gauda reached home and finding that his daughter had been stolen was so thoroughly aroused that he would have forthwith torn every hair from his head in indignation had he not been entirely bald this relief being out of the question ago hopped off half a mile in every direction as an easy and natural vent to his feelings first he hopped east then he hopped west next he hopped north and again he hopped south all in search of his daughter till the one leg was fairly tired out then he sat down in his lodge and resting himself a little reflected after that he vowed that his single leg should never know rest again until he had found his beautiful daughter and brought her home for this purpose he immediately set out now that he proceeded more coolly he could easily track the buffalo king until he came to the banks of the river where he saw that he had plunged in and swum over there having been a frosty night or two since the water was so covered with thin ice that ago could not venture upon it even with one leg so he encamped hard by till it became more solid and then crossed over and pursued the trail as he went along he saw branches broken off and strewed behind which guided him in his course for these had been purposely cast along by the daughter and the manner in which she had accomplished it was this her hair was all untied when she was caught up and being very long it took hold of the branches as they darted along and it was these twigs 
that she broke off as signs to her father. When Agu came to the king's lodge, it was evening. Carefully approaching, he peeped through the sides and saw his daughter sitting disconsolate. She immediately caught his eye, and knowing that it was her father come for her, she all at once appeared to relent in her heart. Asking for the royal dipper, she said to the king, I will go and get you a drink of water. This token of submission delighted his majesty, and high in hope, he waited with impatience for her return. Some time passed, and at last he went out, but nothing could be seen or heard of the captive daughter. Then calling together his followers, he sallied forth with them upon the plains. They had not gone far when they espied by the light of the moon, which was shining roundly just over the edge of the prairie, Agodali Gauda, his daughter in his arms, making all speed with his one leg toward the west. The buffalo, set on by their king, raised a great shout and scampered off in pursuit. They thought to overtake Agio in less than no time, but although he had a single leg only, it was in such fine condition to go that to every pace of theirs he hopped the length of a cedar tree. But the buffalo king was well assured that he would be able to overtake Ago, hop as briskly as he might. It would be a mortal shame, thought the king, to be outstripped by a man with one leg tied up. So, shouting and cheering and issuing orders on all sides, he set the swiftest of his herd upon the track, with strict commands to take Ago dead or alive. And a curious sight it was to see. At one time a buffalo would gain handsomely upon Ago, and be just at the point of laying hold of him, when off Ago would hop a good furlong in an oblique line, wide out of his reach, which, bringing him nearly in contact with another of the herd, away he would go again, just as far off in another direction. And in this way Ago kept the whole company of the buffaloes zigzagging across the plain, with the poor king at their head, running to and fro, shouting among them and hurrying them about in the wildest way. It was an extraordinary road that Ago was taking toward home, and after a time it so puzzled and bewildered the buffaloes that they were driven half out of their wits, and they roared and brandished their tails and foamed, as if they would put out of countenance and frighten out of sight the old man in the moon, who was looking on all the time, just above the edge of the prairie. As for the king himself, he lost all patience at last at the absurd idea of chasing a man with one leg all night long. So calling his herd together, he fled in disgust toward the west, and never more appeared in all that part of the country. Ago, relieved of his pursuers, hopped off a hundred steps in one, till he reached the stream, crossed it in a twinkling of the eye, and bore his daughter in triumph to his lodge. In the course of time, Ago's beautiful daughter married a very worthy young warrior, who was neither a buffalo king, nor so much as the owner of any more of the buffaloes, than a splendid kin robe which he wore, with great effect, thrown over his shoulders on his wedding day. On which occasion, Ago Dagauda hopped about on his one leg, livelier than ever. End of chapter 15